Good morning, good morning, good Saturday morning to all of you friends and viewers. Hope that you all are having a wonderful, wonderful uh, Saturday morning. Uh, what a delight and a, a, a treat it is to uh, be able to uh, share with you this morning. Welcome to my Saturday morning blog. <clears throat> I uh, usually uh, do this uh, uh, just by blog on my uh, on my weekly blog uh, that I record. I don't usually uh, go on uh, go on live to do this, but I was uh, inclined and. Um, led to do that do it this way today i've had a um <clears throat> just uh quite a few questions that have been sent um to me people wanting information um uh, asking questions about certain things and so i thought rather than just uh answering these questions uh individually i would just go on and uh, do this by, of course, my regular blog and um, by video as well. I think um, one of the things that I enjoy about the generation that we live in is this is an inquisitive generation. They want information, they hunger for information, they ask questions, and that's a good thing. And people, let me say this to you, don't ever be afraid or apprehensive about asking questions. Um, that's the only way you're going to get information. That's the only way you're going to learn. And, um, and you know, I know that there's uh, a lot of people who feel like uh, questions are disrespectful, you're disrespecting people. No, you're not. You're, you're just wanting information. And so that's a good thing. And so I welcome you. I thank all of you who have sent questions to me, varying questions on various subjects. And I promised you, that when you uh, send questions to me and ask questions, I'm going to do all I can to get the information to you, to get the answers to you. So just briefly uh, this morning, I want to just share with uh, a few of you a few questions that have been asked. Um, I have this one particular individual that has been asking questions about the church and church policy and church operation and how that works and what it's all about. And... Um, so I want to just answer these questions because I, I feel it's very interesting. And I find sharing the history of uh, the substance of the answers to these questions, I find it very beneficial. Um, the first question is, uh, why do we in the church have appreciation services? <laughs> and I, I thought that was a very insightful question especially considering the fact that um, this is the season. I'm sure that's why the question was asked, because uh, this is the season that traditionally in um, our churches, in our culture, we uh, pause and take time to honor our leaders and our pastors. Uh, and so coming from uh, a Pentecostal background, Church of God in Christ, um, the the history of appreciation services uh, were established was established to assist um, 
pastors from across the country to go to our annual uh, Mecca in Memphis. And um, Bishop Mason was led of the Lord to institute a coming together, a gathering of the saints called the Holy Convocation. And uh, he scheduled that uh, at the end of the year because most of the, most of the, the people, uh, the majority of all the saints during that era were uh, farmers, sharecroppers, and um, having the convocation at the end of the year, the last of November into the first of December, permitted them the opportunity to get all of their crops in and uh, to, to finish the harvest, and then they would have the resources to travel to Memphis to the Holy Convocation. And so the churches historically would come together and um, have services. They would call it appreciation, to show appreciation to their pastors and wives for a year, a year of service and to help them to travel to the Holy Convocation uh, in Memphis. And so that's how traditionally it became an annual event uh, in our churches, in the, in the Church of God in Christ, uh, for the last hundred years. Um, the next question that was asked was why, why do why do why do jurisdictions have appreciations? Uh, same question, or same same answer as the previous uh, question. But let me say this, it's a little different in our history uh, coming from California because um, in California, um, traditionally 100 years ago, there was only one uh, uh, bishop because uh, jurisdictions weren't called uh, jurisdictions during that time. They were called states. We didn't have a jurisdictional bishop. We had a state bishop. There was one bishop that presided over the entire state. Uh, and traditionally, it was uh, uh, going back in our history, Bishop Driver, uh, uh, Bishop E.M. Wilson, uh, and then later on, Bishop S.M. Crouch uh, was the bishop that provided over the whole state. Uh, and so to assist the bishop in going to Memphis to represent the state and all of the churches that the the state encompassed, uh, they would have appreciation services, and the bishop would tour the state, and uh, the the state would be divided into districts, and there would be superintendents that presided over those districts, and um, the, the bishop would tour the state to whatever area, uh, you know, geographical areas within the state where there would be regions of districts that would gather and uh, on those nights when the bishop would visit that region in that area and they would bless the bishop and show him uh, appreciation uh, and assisting him to go uh, to the uh, National Holy Convocation in Memphis. Uh, after the state was divided into jurisdictions, particularly here, uh, in California, uh, 1946, uh, the state was divided into the North and South, 
Bishop Crouch remained the bishop of the southern area, and Bishop E.B. Stewart was appointed over the north. Bishop Stewart uh, kept that uh, system of visiting the regions in the northern part of the state, uh, and it was it was uh, convenient and it was necessary because uh, Bishop Crouch lived in Los Angeles and he toured the entire state. Um, Bishop Stewart also uh, lived in Los Angeles, but he presided over the northern uh, part of the state. Uh, so uh, dividing the north into areas and regions was also um, necessary uh, for him. And as he visited those areas, they would show appreciation to him as well. And so that's basically the, the history of what appreciations in, as it pertains to California. Now I'm sure there are other historical reasons, um, other historical factors in other areas and other uh, regions of our, of our country and uh, other parts of the church. I'm sure there are, but as it pertains to California, that's how it happened. Um, now, and as a result, so as time goes on, uh, the jurisdiction, the work expands, there are more jurisdictions that come into existence, and a lot of them kept the same tradition. Um, and they divided their jurisdictions into re the re utilizing the regional concept, and, uh, would, and the bishop would elect to tour his jurisdiction. Uh, to uh, enjoy uh, receiving the, the gifts of appreciation from the varying uh, areas of his work. And uh, even to this day, um, no matter the size, if it's a large jurisdiction or a small one, they still do it because that's the tradition. Um, is it always necessary? Well, you know, that's... It, it's... The, the bishop is an autonomous um, supervisor uh, of the work that he's assigned to, and he pretty much can just, you know, if that's the way he chooses to do it, he can do it that way. Uh, is it always something that that is viewed as being logical? Maybe not, but uh, that's the way he chooses, and so that's, that's the reason why it happens that way. Uh, does it have to be in the fall of the year? No. Uh, it doesn't have to be. The appreciation is going to be any time of the year. Uh, again, traditionally they were in the fall because of that reason. Uh, preparing the leaders to go to the convocation. But you can appreciate your leader anytime you want. And I think nationally they have adopted October as Pastor Appreciation Month, I believe. Uh, I believe that's right. And uh, so, but but you can do it anytime. But we're just answering the questions that have been posed as to why it is that the, the appreciations uh, are scheduled when they are and uh, are they necessary. Uh, hey, there's never anything wrong with showing appreciation to anybody. We're, we're commanded to love each other, especially uh, to know them who labor among you um, I think it's 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 a it's a nice thing, um, but it's left up to you. It's left up to you. So it's uh, I'm just answering these questions historically. That's how the reason why they came about. Um, 
we might say now that you know things are different in our jurisdictions and in the life of the church uh, there are some things that probably aren't as useful uh, as they had been traditionally and of course that's with anything we can always take a look and again this is what my blog is about it's not about um, trying to convert anybody or influence anybody to see uh, a point a certain way it's all about giving you an incentive to think just making you think just turning on the light and the flipping the switch saying hmm interesting that's what the blog is all about so um you know as as time changes things change hopefully things should change as time changes we have to and i think that's one thing that a lot of us in our culture have fallen behind really sitting in the back of the bus uh, as times are changing, uh, our our methods and our mentality, our thought processes uh, need to also uh, change to adapt to what is going on. I'm not saying that we lose our fundamental principles and our ethical foundations. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that a lot of the methods that we use, the things that we do, why we do them, the way we do them, definitely needs to be modified um it was good for then but um, we can do things differently now there was a time when uh i I use this analogy all the time and and people laugh at me because it deals with food but hey that's my thing uh there was a time when heating up food required time you would have to put it in the oven and allow the oven to warm up the food and all of that. So it was, you know, a 30 minute process, 40 minute process to heat up the food, get things ready. Uh, we don't need to do that now because we have microwaves. You can zap it in two minutes, three minutes, everything is hot and ready to go. Uh, so we don't need to use the old stove, conventional stove method anymore. We have technology, we have microwave, we can use the uh, the instruments and the uh, appliances that have been provided for us technologically to uh, conserve time. And so there are things that we can do. Um, there used to be, we used to have to wash dishes by hand. Uh, y'all remember those days? Uh, you'd wash in one sink and rinse in another. Then you have someone there to dry. Then you had to dry and rack. You know, you stack them and and uh, you you know we had a process dishwashing was a process two or three people could do whereas now you don't need to do that you can put them in the dishwasher one person loads and walks away and it's a done deal Um, so that being said there are things we can do to modify what we do and I think will help us it will help the perspective of the church it will help the perspective of our witness because we want to show people we want to make the gospel um attractive and uh, we, we want to make it believable we want to make it practical but we want to we want to present it in a way that it makes sense and and jesus had that down packed he was a practical evangelist we say a lot of things about him we call him ruler high priest rabbi but what we don't call him is evangelist and that's what he was he was a soul winner and he made the gospel practical 
So we, I think a lot of our antiquated methods, our antiquated traditions hinder our purpose somewhat because it makes us look like dinosaurs and it's not, a, not a attractive. But if we present it in ways like Jesus did, I think we will become more effective as witnesses and evangelists of the gospel. So I just wanted to come on to this morning to answer these questions, and I hope uh, that historically it has been helpful. Uh, I, I felt like just instead of, again, answering them individually, I wanted to just answer these questions. And, and remember, uh, write me, contact me, um, send me your questions. I'm more than happy, more than thrilled to answer your questions and find the answers, get the information for you. Um, and this gentleman just asked these questions about appreciations, their history, their purpose, and that kind of thing. And um, so I just wanted to do that this morning. I hope you all have a wonderful Saturday. Um, of course, uh, you know, I try to blog every week. Uh, found the, uh, was able to carve out a little moment of time uh, this morning to share this with you. And so I hope you enjoy it. All right. Real good. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your, your Saturday. And I uh, hope you all have a blessed uh, service and uh, Sunday tomorrow and a good weekend. Enjoy the college football. Huh? Uh, we missed it last week, but last year. <clears throat> but thanks be to God, things are kind of starting to come around a little bit. And so we're, we're really, really thrilled about that. All right, friends. Have a wonderful day. God bless you all.